0: welcome to another episode of the global connected aircraft podcast my name is woodrow bellamy III. today is friday august 7th and on today's episode we'll be talking to duncan aviation one of the largest providers of maintenance repair and overhaul services for business jets in the united states about upgrading and modifying business aircraft with connectivity during a global pandemic but first I wanted to let everyone know that we are planning on the second installment of our Global Connected Aircraft Cabin Chats webcast series. Look out for more information on the agenda and speakers for part two of our Cabin Chats webcast series, which will be held live online September 22nd through the 24th, a three-day online event featuring speakers Roundtables, networking, and keynote sessions. So look out for more updates on that on our website, gcasummit.com. So I recently had the chance to catch up with Nate Klenke. He manages completions and modifications for Duncan Aviation, which is an aircraft service provider with locations throughout the US providing aircraft modifications, service, and repair. We discussed we discussed their recent introduction of a free trial of some in-flight internet technology for business jet operators and also learn how they have continued to service aircraft throughout the pandemic. Uh, Nate also explains some of the trends that Duncan is seeing across business jet upgrades at their facilities these days. So let's get into our conversation with Duncan Aviation. So, Nate, for those in our audience who may be unfamiliar with who Duncan Aviation is, can you just give us a little bit of background on your role with Duncan Aviation? What are some of your day-to-day responsibilities there, and uh, where are you
1: located? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I'm located in Lincoln, Nebraska, and I have been with Duncan Aviation for uh, 24 years. I started with Duncan uh, in 1996 as, uh, believe it or not, a a designer with our uh, interior design group here in Lincoln, and uh, have worked uh, within the mods group, uh, performing various roles uh, within the uh, paint department, uh, interior refurbishment, um, had uh, oversight of several different complex uh, interior programs, interior uh, STC developments. And then uh, most recently, as um, I've uh, gained this experience over the the last 24 years, um, I've assumed my current role, uh, which is the day-to-day management of modification sales and design uh, for our Lincoln and Provo facilities, uh, along with a variety of other duties related to vendor relations and and business development.
0: I see. And, you know, I've actually been to the uh, Colorado location for Duncan Aviation, and, you know, I always see Duncan at the you know, annual uh, MBAA conventions and, uh, you know, some other, your website always has really great information. Um, And I've, you know, interviewed Duncan over the years. So uh, it's great to be able to catch up with you On this podcast, now I want to ask you before we sort of get into some of the connectivity-related topics. I want to ask you about is, can you just give us some general perspective on how the outbreak of air travel restrictions and uh, just COVID nineteen overall social distancing requirements have impacted overall operations for uh, you know your Lincoln and Nebraska locations out there?
1: Yes, certainly. uh the um as you well know the the uh covid19 pandemic has uh, had a pretty significant impact on uh, air travel um, both uh, commercial and and business from the uh, business uh, jet travel side which is where uh, our focus is um, it it, uh, really had a a pretty pretty big drop initially and uh, you know we saw flight hours drop year over year about 80 percent And um, obviously, with um, all of the um, concern with the pandemic initially, um, trying to understand what it was going to do to our market, how people were going to react, we really had to take some immediate reactions to uh, what we were seeing happening uh, with uh, flight hours, uh, what we were hearing from our customers. And uh, what we were really seeing and, and hearing about the, the pandemic and, and uh, the transmission of it and, and what that really meant. So we really took um, some immediate reactions to what we were seeing and what we were hearing um, in our industry and uh, obviously in, in the world with the uh, the COVID-19 pandemic and made some immediately, immediate changes within our business. And... Um, First and foremost, what we focused on was uh, the protection of our employees, uh, the protection of our clients and our clients' airplanes as they uh, came into our facility. And um, so we implemented a lot of different things across our business uh, and across our facilities that we have across the country to uh, basically uh, make sure that we did protect our employees and protect the assets of our customers and our customers coming and going from our facilities. So um, doing that immediately has really helped us continue to uh, provide services to our customers, which is very important to us and and, uh, for those that are continuing to require those services. And uh, did a number of things, um, which included, you know, adjusting shifts uh, so that we could um, separate people within the shops and not uh, have as many people working on shifts. Uh, We transferred several of our Um, people that could work and and do their job from home. Uh, We did uh, transfer them off-site, and and, uh, many of them have been working off-site since uh, the middle of March, Uh, again, to um, limit the potential spread, the potential uh, variables of people coming in and out of our facility, Um, along with travel policies, policies uh, for visitors coming in uh, that are going to either be with their airplane or um, or for other reasons that they, they need to, to come into our facility, um, as well as, you know, aircraft sanitation, uh, masking, and all the things that, uh, you know, the uh, CDC and World Health uh, recommend as far as good hygiene and, and uh, things to prevent the spread as much as we can. I see.
0: And, you know, just from sort of a, a kind of an installation and modification perspective, I mean, when you go out to the sort of Duncan, you know, modification facilities, you'll see all types of installation kits, displays, upgrades, aircraft, you know, technicians sort of hooked up to aircraft systems with laptops you know, how has that process changed? I mean, or is it kind of like any other business? I mean, you guys are probably wearing masks and, and you know, that's, you, you, like you said, you're trying to social distance within the hangers and the installation process. But just that overall kind of day-to-day interaction, how much different is it than, you know, uh, today versus sort of pre-March, you know, how operations were for you pre March.
1: Yeah, I think um, I think there's a lot of differences um, with that, you know, and a lot of similarities. Obviously, we're still doing the work that we were doing before, so all the uh, the tools, uh, the environments that we work within, uh, those are all being used. Uh, we're still having teams that are working on aircraft together, um, but we've we've been intentional about uh, and mindful about uh, when and how those technicians are working on the airplane. You know, we're not trying to put um, a whole bunch of people into the airplane at the same time. Obviously, they're masking to do that when they go in the airplanes to to help in those close uh, quarters when they can't socially distance. And um, and as they transition through the facility, obviously, you know, in in all three of our main uh, MRO locations, we have uh, multiple hangars, multiple shops, and um, so. Um, you know the transition between those shops is has changed a little bit in terms of everybody has kind of their home base right and and that's the base that they they operate as normal as they can and then, as we transition between the different shops or or parts go from from shop to shop or department to department, um you know we look at those um, policies that we have in place in terms of masking and and uh, trying to prevent the spread of of the uh, COVID as we go through shop to shop, and and we've been very successful doing that. Um, you know, we've been able to um, stay healthy as a, as a company um, with the personnel. We've been able to stay healthy and uh, continue to do business uh, for the most part, uh, like we have been before, with you know some changes. And you know, people coming into the facility would see a little bit of difference. Obviously, there's um, um, things that we're asking visitors and, and clients to do when they come in regarding quarantine, um, masking, um, access to different areas. So there is a little bit of different feel to that in terms of the, you know, obviously at Duncan, we have always been an open campus. And um, so this is a little strange to us when we start to say we want to, you know, limit the, the transfer of, of people into different areas, maybe limit access to areas. Um, But, again, we're doing that to make sure that we continue to keep our employees and our clients' assets and our clients safe as they continue to bring business uh, into our hangars.
0: And, you know, one of the interesting things that, you know, a lot of businesses have, have done through this pandemic is to adopt more digital services and applications, things like Zoom and, you know, other face-to-face sharing uh, communication applications. Has that also helped you all? I mean, are you all also taking advantage of just all, you know, the kind of numerous inter- internet applications you can use for that type of thing?
1: Absolutely. Um, as I mentioned, we have um, our entire sales team, uh, for, for one example, is uh, now all working from home. They're all off-site. Um, we had regional uh, representatives that have always worked off site. But the, the change to um, video conferencing, um, we had used the technology before, but um, now with everybody working remotely, the interaction isn't as, um, as normal or, or as easy as it was when everybody was in uh, the same building. So, um, so we do use that a lot for our team meetings weekly. Uh, we use that with our customers. And, uh, you know, uh, Zoom and, and Microsoft Teams have been a really big part of, of how we continue to communicate and stay in touch with each other. And, and uh, you know, even from the mental health state of being away from everybody and being isolated um, in home is um, it does give you the opportunity to interact with, with your peers and with uh, people within the company much easier and, and, um, and much easier.
0: And and so Duncan has continued to operate throughout the pandemic, right? And one of the recent uh, sort of initiatives that you all introduced is a free IFE subscription uh, for one year associated with your GoGo Events L5 installations. Now, um, you know, if you've been covering or or know about the business aviation environment, that's been a really popular adoption for business jet operations operators in terms of enabling connectivity within their aircraft over recent years. Um, could you first just tell us a little bit about what GoGoAvance is and also what is this, you know, recent initiative of you all to extend this one year free subscription service associated with that?
1: Sure. So um, uh, to just talk first about uh, Go-Go Advance, Avant, Avance. Uh, Avance is, um, uh, air-to-ground uh, digital platform that uh, GOGO uh, Business Jet Business Aviation has developed. Um, it's a um, um, follow-on product or a, a new product that they've uh, brought out of the traditional air-to-ground systems that they've had um, on the 3G network. The uh, Avant system is on the um, GOGO 4G um, Wi-Fi business platform. And uh, it is really um, the digital engine that drives the entire um, connectivity and enter- entertainment experience for the GoGo product. Um, there's there's uh, two products primarily. There's, there's three. There's um, L5, L3, and SCS are the three primary pro- uh, products that Avance has in the family right now. L5 is, is one of the more popular ones that provides Uh, Basically, internet experience to the cabin and um, gives them the full experience of streaming video, audio, on-demand movies, moving maps, uh, flight information. Uh, You can use your personal smartphone for text and talking. Um, Also, you know, real-time data from from cockpit apps for uh, the maps and time to destination, those kind of things it also is a platform that has been developed by gogo that allows for remote diagnostics and support uh, which is something really um, important now that we have connected aircraft and we have the ability to transfer data from the airplane down to uh, the ground and to uh, stations that monitor the equipment on the airplane so this um this platform that gogo has designed is really Um, really that that digital base, that digital engine that allows you to experience the internet and and, and Wi-Fi connectivity uh, very similar to what you would um, on the ground in your home in a coffee shop, etc. I see.
0: And now, how do operators take advantage of this recent um, free initiative that you all introduced associated with the GoGo technology?
1: Yeah, it's really easy. Um, So, You know, we we saw that um, GoGo has always offered with the L5, L3 installations a three-month free-of-charge service for the IFE, which is the GoGo vision, text and talk, and maps. And um, so it gives a a customer experience. So um, what we really felt is that um, three months is a good time to experience, and it's kind of the timing of this works really well too with uh, the flight hours and, and the COVID uh, pandemic. In terms of, we really felt that by offering the customer an opportunity to experience that um, the IFE for a little bit longer um, during the time where maybe they're not flying as much, and to really to really use all the features of that. Uh, would give them a better idea of of what the service is and what what's provided uh, with that IFE, and so uh, we approached GoGo and uh, said uh, Duncan would like to offer um, and develop a program that's uh, Duncan funded to do this uh, that would provide customers a, an ability to experience this over a 12 month period and really and really get a chance to experience it. So, in order to take advantage of it. Um, because of, of the, um, the way we've uh, put this together and, and the way we have funded the project, is that all you need to do is have a system installed, an L5 system installed by Duncan Aviation at one of our facilities. Uh, we've got the three uh, main facilities and then the 27 uh, satellite facilities around the country that can do the installation. And uh, once the installation is complete, Then uh, the service agreement is put in place with the owner-operator with GOGO, and the 12-month service is applied to that installation so that they have the ability to um, use all the features of the Avance IFE for the next 12 months. I see.
0: Okay. And there, you know, and that's one of the reasons I also wanted to catch up with you is that it's always interesting to learn about that, you know, kind of the deeper behind the scenes services as, you know, aspects of installing connectivity and also operating the services associated with that connectivity. Um, And that's one of the things I also wanted to ask you about is generally just the adoption and installation of in-flight connectivity within Business aviation and, of course, commercial airlines as well has really grown in recent years. Especially, like I mentioned, NBAA earlier. If you go to that show in recent years, you will see a widespread just expansion of the number of service providers for connectivity, vendors, uh, you know, wireless IFE providers. I wanted to get just kind of some general perspective from you about that. I mean, from your perspective, is, is connectivity kind of just a main required, just basic requirement for business jet operators today that, that Duncan is dealing with?
1: Yeah, you know, um, uh, connectivity is, is here to stay. And, and um, it started, you know, I think as um, of course a reaction to what our experiences are with um, telecommunications and and what we have in our phones uh, today. And um, you know, at first I think it started as, um, hey, I would like to have access on the airplane to, to the internet uh, to do those things that I that I use and and have access there. But more as as this uh, market has grown um obviously in the in the uh, charter market the 135 world that uh you know it, it, it does make a difference between people uh chartering certain planes versus other ones because uh they they, they want to have the connectivity it's, it's one of the the basic requirements of kind of a go no go in some cases so the popularity of it has grown ever since it's been introduced into the aviation market and um so we really see that continuing. Uh, We also see it being utilized now just beyond just access to the internet by the passengers on the airplane. Uh, There's uh, a lot of data that's generated by the airplane uh, during flight, and uh, it's obvious by what uh, GoGo has done with the Avance platform and being able to actually see live um, performance, live diagnostics, uh, during the flight of the airplane because it has that connection so it's being used beyond just um, getting connected to the internet or watching movies and and all those things um, it's really also now becoming part of the flight deck and um, part of the maintenance and uh, oversight and operation of the airplane and uh, so so we've seen that grow and um, you know, during the pandemic time here it's very interesting i was listening to a uh, MBAA webinar a few weeks ago on connectivity, and um, it was interesting to to listen to many of those experts that were on there that uh, were both satellite-based and and uh, ground-based, air-to-ground-based um, providers, and they they've seen the demand or the consumption of the um, services outpace the the flight hours in terms of how how quickly that's come back compared to how quickly the flight hours have come back uh, compared to what they were seeing last year, so um, it's obviously that it's important to people right now, even during this time, that they have that connection and they're using it, and uh, you know whether or not uh, it's um, because they're they're using it for more communication or whether or not they're flying more hours with it, but I think what we've seen is that in what we hear from from our vendors and from our customers is that um, the uh, demographic of the people that are actually flying on the airplane is changing a little bit. Um, companies are utilizing their airplanes for, um, you know, they're they're digging down a little bit lower into the levels of the business in terms of the leadership and more people within the company are using those airplanes uh, to do their business uh, and and trying to stay away from maybe the airline travel until we really feel comfortable that we've got the uh, the spread of the COVID under control, and that the the process is being used by airports and airliners is um, is going to be able to protect people as they go through those areas as well. So, um, connectivity is here. It's I think stronger than ever. I think it's here to stay, and and we see even during this time the um, interest in new installations is uh, continuing to be one of those areas in the installations market that has interest in a time when discretionary spending may not be uh, the most desirable thing to do.
0: And, you know, we we cover the, you know, uh, business jet and commercial airline uh, in-flight connectivity market a, a lot. And one of the things I also want to ask you about as far as business jet operators upgrading to connectivity is what are some of the key factors that they need to consider in terms of like the business model or the type of connectivity or applications that they want to enable when they're going through that process of actually upgrading their jet because you know like you mentioned earlier it's not just getting the connectivity, but it's also, you know, all of the services that you can enable along with that, not only for passengers, but for pilots as well. So what, you know, what are kind of some of those considerations as far as like a business model that, that you have, you know, that Duncan has in terms of discussions with customers about that?
1: Yeah, there's a couple of, of real quick questions that we kind of go through. And I think the first and foremost one is, you know, the, the expectations um, of how the system is going to be used on the airplane, and um, and what they're really trying to get out of it, because some of some of uh, the people interested in having being connected on the airplane is just that I want to be able to text and read emails, and and there's products there that are suited for that. There's other customers that want to take it completely to the other end. Is yeah, I do a lot of movies. I watch movies. I, I want to be able to to um, you know, be in contact all the time, I wanna do emails and, and stream video, and, and, and those are different experiences. And so it's really important that we understand what, uh, what the user's expectations are to, to be able to look into the market, because there are a lot of options, there's a lot of differences. Um, even whether or not uh, a client's gonna be doing uh, a lot of um, international travel, um, obviously, the uh, air-to-ground system that GOGO has is um, primarily U.S.-based. It does go into Canada and allow some, some of that as well in Canada. But um, when you go outside of the country, uh, you're going to step into a different type of connected um, um, system in a SAT system so that you can get international coverage. And, um, and many times we'll see that um, aircraft will install both of those. So we have to be thinking about how – those systems are integrated to communicate with each other. Um, the land management that's on the airplane, so that it's it's um, an easy experience for the users to uh, be able to switch back and forth as they transition into the different areas. Um, and then it you know you always have to look at uh, future expansion capabilities. And um, as as technology um, in past years. Uh, the pace at which pe- technology obsoletes is becoming shorter and shorter. Um, so as we as we continue to move forward, these improvements keep happening, and you want to make sure that you're you're looking as far as you can. It's impossible to get the crystal ball out and say what's well, going to happen in five years. Sometimes with with some of the new technology and how quickly it's being developed. Um, but that's one of the things that uh, Gogo's done really well in terms of their system is is to develop this avant system that allows you to have future upgrades and they're they're thinking of that as they um, go and develop new products so um, so those are always important Um, you know one of the other things that we always talk about too is is the uh, method by which the system is installed and um, you can do it through an stc you can do it through field approval and um, one of the things that, that uh, Duncan has taken a pretty clear stance on in terms of developing STCs for these installations is because of the completeness and, and the research that's done in developing those to make sure that uh, we're not interfering with other systems on the airplane, we're not interfering with um, antennas, uh, shadowing of other antennas, shadowing of beacons that would cause uh, different problems um, with uh, with either the system, the the Wi Fi system or systems on the airplane. Um, so, those are all things that you want to look at as you're out there uh, talking about uh, what system do I want to install, um, you know, what requirements do I have for the system, and then obviously, you know, how is that system going to impact my airplane and how am I going to integrate it into all of the dis- different systems that it needs to integrate into to uh, create a, a really healthy experience.
0: All very good points about sort of buying connectivity and, and, you know, regional, very some key considerations there, regional. So before we let you go, Nate, I do want to ask you, you know, for the remainder of the year and the next couple of months as, uh, you know, flying across all segments and, of course, business aviation starts to pick back up a little bit. Uh, what will be your focus? What's Duncan Aviation's focus at, you know, at the facility perspective, you know, the installation and modification perspective? What are some of the industry factors that, that you all will be watching and monitoring?
1: Yeah, and, and, and obviously our goal is to uh, make it as easy as possible for operators and, and directors of maintenance to, to maintain their airplane and, and uh, make it available uh, to their their owners uh which is you know ideally the the bottom goal is, is to make that airplane available and ready to go and and uh, meet their needs so um as we look forward um and as we start to see uh flight hours continue to increase we're really happy to see that happening and it uh, looks like it's coming back at a, at a good pace here um, but we want to make sure that the aircraft are ready and uh, they're ready to d- to uh dispatch when they need to be and uh, meet the needs so One of the things that from the avionics side that we talk about a lot is obsolescence. And um, as we move into new technologies, as we move uh, into um, these technologies that interface across multiple systems in the airplane, there are systems that are starting to become obsolete. And uh, whether it's uh, navigational systems, whether it's um, uh, cabin management systems, uh, whether it's connectivity systems, um, all these things, um, over time, uh, the technology changes and um, they need to be updated. And so um, one of the goals that we really have is to, to make sure that we keep our clients informed of of what changes are coming, um, what systems in their airplane uh, may be coming due for uh, an upgrade, um, whether or not they're um, – components are unavailable for repair or the technology's just changed, um, it's really important that we we keep in front of that and help our owners and operators uh, make sure that they don't find themselves in a situation to where it makes it difficult for them to to provide that airplane to the owners, the service, and, and that it meets their needs.
0: Well, I think we definitely learned a lot about the sort of installation and, and uh, servicing aspect of in-flight connectivity today for the business jet market. So I want to say, Nate, thanks for joining me on the
1: Global Connected Aircraft podcast today. Well, thank you very much. It was my pleasure and um, look forward to speaking with you some more in the future.
0: So that brings us to the end of this episode. As always, please subscribe to us on Apple's podcast app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Woodrow Bellamy III. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the Global Connected Aircraft Podcast.